We'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 27th, 2016. And these are just some other headlines that go with what we were just talking about. These are just, I'm just going to read you the, basically most of these are just one line, uh, cross confirmation of what we've been talking about. And just, these are just recent headlines. I do this a lot. Um, first one, Facebook suspends outspoken Florida gun shops after Orlando attack. Uh, companies blame radical Islam and not firearms in wake of tragedy because it was Islam. Islam were the ones firing the bullets. Islam, you know, granted, I don't even know if they were calling out our government at all in their part that they played. But, uh, in other words, putting somebody like this on the street so that he could do this. Okay, but Facebook is going to suspend your account. And in any type of social media is just going to become more and more big brother by the day. Okay, that's why I don't even mess with any of it. Okay, it's data mining. They're just gathering information on you. Um, all types of, of, of things that they're doing there, but also then to target you and to put you on these lists that they're creating that when they implement whatever they're going to implement, they'll know exactly who to go after. <clears throat> and that's part of how they're going to um, formulate those lists, at least. And then the next one, Department of Homeland Security program aims to ban American citizens from using the word sh Sharia and Jihad. So now the Department of Homeland Security, who is infiltrated with Muslims, the most radical elements, in high levels... Okay, they're guarding our homeland, and they're told, and they're infiltrated with with a lot of the worst Islamic devils you could imagine. Okay, of course they're going to aim to ban American citizens from using the word Sharia and Jihad. Of course, I'm telling you, we're going into an Islamic caliphate. If this continues to progress, if Obama stays in office and or Hitlery, this is going. We are going to be an Islamic caliphate eventually. This is the religion of choice that they have chosen to bring in the New World Order and the Antichrist. Okay, um, next one. Gun store owner reported Omar Martin, the guy, the Orlando shooter, uh, to the FBI six weeks prior to the shooting. Now, this is just one of the many opportunities they had to stop this guy over years. Okay, but they, no, we have no intention of doing that. We want him to do this. We want, and then that way we can blame guns and not Islam. And we can say your, your, your Second Amendment right needs to be taken away. So nobody has the opportunity to fire back in the other direction. Whether it's the criminal government firing at you or, or Muslim criminals or whatever other criminals might be firing at you, we want to make sure we take away law-abiding American citizens' rights to own and possess any firearm in any way, shape, or form so that they will be totally helpless and defenseless against us when we come to get you. That's what they're that's what they're really saying. Okay? No investigation was initiated at all. And they were in the gun store owner reported this guy. He came in, he tried to buy a bulletproof vest and the guns at this one gun store. They refused. They knew that there was enough red flags about this this dude that they're like, "No, no, no." They report him to the FBI, they do nothing. Where was that all over the news? Well, they're all protected. Just like they protected the mosque he went to. Clinton did. Where the guy went in there and said, kill all the gays. That mosque was protected. They called off the investigation on the mosque. Like they were having one in the Clinton 
department or whatever, said, nope, leave him alone. And then we have uh, Loretta Lynch, the attorney general we were talking about before, who's, who's intricately uh, tied in with Islam and Obama and the Black Lives Matter movement. We were talking about that earlier. She says the transcript of the Orlando 911 calls because this Mateen guy called from this Pulse nightclub 911 while he was killing people. They will have all references to Islamic terrorism removed. <laughs> Heavily edited. I mean, this is absolute total insanity, what we're dealing with here. We're dealing with, it's almost like we're in an Islamic caliphate, and they just haven't quite had the moxie to come out yet and just make it official that Islam is the official state religion of America now. In the highest levels of government, it is. As far as they're concerned, it already is. This is why it is just being protected over and over and over again, given free pass over free pass, letting the terrorists train here, giving them places to live, giving them government funding, bringing them in under, under the cover of darkness. I've been screaming about this for years, and it's all coming to pass. Not to say it's because I've willed it that way. I'm just saying I've been warning about this for a long time, and here it is. For anybody out there that would have said, oh, it'll never get that bad. It's getting worse every day. Then the next one, former Speaker DeLay said, Obama is a communist Muslim sympathizer who hates America. There's an audio of it. Former Speaker of the House, I guess, said this. And then we had this week some actual good news. Obama immigration plan block in a 4-4 to tie at the Supreme Court. Okay. As uh, <clears throat> the one guy that was, uh, Scalia, that was assassinated, probably in some type of Illuminati ritual at that ranch down in Texas, okay, the Supreme Court guy, who was conservative, Catholic conservative, not saying the guy's perfect, okay, but now what we've got here, I think, are four conservative and four liberal. So now we've got all these ties taking place, if there's any votes on things of these types of issues. So, Obama immigration plan blocked at a 4-4 to -four tie at the Supreme Court. A tie vote by the Supreme Court is blocking President Obama's immigration plan. Immigration. You meaning, let all of the, the illegal aliens, whether they be Muslim, Mexican, Central American, Chinese, whatever, let them all in, unfettered, let them bring in all their diseases, because, guess what? They All of these diseases now that were like totally gone from America, now they're all of these diseases that are making resurgences because of all these illegal aliens that are coming in from third world countries. Afghanistan, Pakistan, Mexico, Central America. Tuberculosis, the bubonic plague. There's all of these really nasty diseases that were basically at zero levels in America. Guess what? Now they're all making resurgences. Guess what? That's all part of the plan too. To create pandemics by bringing in these people as well. Not only, not only what it's doing to us culturally and spiritually, but also the diseases. That's a whole other wrinkle that I haven't even hardly covered. I've covered it a little bit. But, but that's a whole other thing that they're doing. But 
the um, a tie vote by the Supreme Court is blocking President Obama's immigration plan that sought to shield millions living in the U.S. illegally from deportation because we should reward them for being here illegally. You know what? I know if I go to Mexico illegally, I'll be rewarded and given a pat on the head every time. They'll receive me with open arms. No, I'll wind up in a Mexican prison. And I'll be lucky to even live through that experience as a gringo. Okay? But it's fine for them to come here in the masses by the millions, and we're not supposed to say anything because it's not politically correct. Even though it's one of the major pillars of how they're trying to destroy this country. Lock, stock, and barrel. Body, soul, and spirit. I'm just supposed to shut up about it. I need to check my white male privilege. And let me tell you something. That term, that is taking over. That's another thing. The college is brainwashing. I have, I have a friend, okay? He's not saved. I love the guy, though. He's a very morally upright person, though. Okay, his name's James. And he's a psychiatrist or psychologist, okay? And, and I mean, I, I even told him, this. I said, I'm praying for you, man. I said, I know you're not religious, but I'm praying for you. He was going through all this stuff. He was trying to save a, uh, uh, he found two dogs that were in a crate outside of an apartment. Of it's kind of a housing complex that, that he lives. He lives in this subdivision. Nice place. And these people had these two dogs in a cage outside during the day. He took a picture of it. Two dogs in this little cage outside. 90, we've, we've had some of the hottest days in the last week. 97 degree heat. No water in the sun. He said when he picked... Well... Went over there a couple times, went over there, called animal control, called the humane, nobody did anything. He finally went over there and got the dogs. It's the kind of guy he is. I like him. Because they were going to die. And then the police came and the guy came and uh, it was a mess. And they said, if you go over there again, it's going to be a felony. And uh, I told him, I said, man, I said, I love you. I said, I don't want you to, to go to jail for this. I said, but I totally understand why you're doing it and what you're doing. But he doesn't, I mean, he looks around and shakes his head over, over all the apathy that he sees. I really view him as somebody that I'm really praying can get saved and will get saved. Because he's a very morally upright, he's more morally upright than most so-called Christians that I've, I've ever been around. And I don't mean my listeners, I mean just people that would self-identify anymore as being Christians. Which a lot of times it's just like lukewarm stuff you're dealing with. He has a very high sense of morality in that regard. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect either. Okay? But, um, in fact, I totally forgot now what I was even going to talk about regarding him. So, and anyway, he, he, he's he been trying to intervene. The guys went right back to doing what he was doing, though, with the puppies, or these dogs. And um, I, I was talking to him on the phone today about it and trying to give him some counsel. Um, anyway. Uh, but he went to a this guy he reminds me of my dad because my dad <laughs> james can be very confrontational and and but he always does it in a very moralistic he you don't get into a confrontation with james unless he's got a really good reason but it seems to follow him everywhere did you ever know anybody like that people that just it just seems like confrontation follows them and i'm sure it's spiritual I noticed my dad was like that. I'd go out with my dad, and this is before I was ever saved, or even after I was saved, and he would get in confrontations everywhere we'd go. <laughs> I mean, he, I've seen him get in more fist fights, and I'm talking about 
Well, the vast majority of the time, the people, when they saw how psychopathically insane he was, they wouldn't fight him. And I'm talking back in the day when you saw fistfights. You don't see that much anymore. I really, And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm saying that because of all the fluoride in the water and all the people that are antidepressants and all the people that are drugged out of their mind and all the stuff they're doing with the chemtrails and the GMOs, I really think that it is there's a certain extent of gelding that has occurred of the male race. They're trying to do all of these things to destroy the testosterone of males. Okay, I've even done studies on that. All of these different ways that that uh, all of these different foods that male like soy, big one. Okay, hops in beer, huge one, to destroy your your um, testosterone to to lower it. Um, the sperm counts are just beyond abysmally low now. All of that's by design for depopulation. It's also designed to create a very gelded, mealy-mouthed, feminized race of men all the bpa in the plastic the bisphenol a okay in the plastic water bottles that's destroying your your testosterone okay it's feminizing men and you have literally now this legion of gay guys that are literally taking over the planet There are more, and I'm not talking so much about the older generation. I'm talking about the generations coming up. 3% gay anymore? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's way, way, way higher. If you do demographic studies of the lower, of the, of the generations coming up, I'm talking 0 to 25. Okay, let's, let's peg it on that. I don't think it's 3% anymore. What do they want to create? They want to create a feminized... Um, really, what they'd like to create is what we had in the Bible with Sodom and Gomorrah. Okay, Because they know that, that, obviously, that is a very, very bad scenario from a moralistic Christian standpoint. Okay, uh, You look at what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. But you've got this hyper-feminized legion of men now that are coming up and, and they just you know backbone is optional it really is and i'm not saying that because i think i'm mr big and bad you know i'm just saying i'm looking around me i'm looking what's going on and i'm like man this is weird i mean i'm sorry i mean i i just i'm, I'm at this gym now okay and it's a nice gym it's it's not like a hardcore gym it's got a lot of nice equipment it's modern and I'm looking around, and I've been weight training since I've been about 15, okay? And I'm not saying I'm this or I'm that, okay, at all. But I am looking around at the guys in the gym, and I'm like, it's scary how weak the men are physically. And these are guys that are working out. And I'm like, I don't understand this. I was in the, when I was, before I was at um, the YMCA one time, locally here. And I was, in the, I was in the locker room, and I heard this guy. And he was like younger than me, like his late 30s. And he was telling this other guy, and, he, and the guy was like on like a thousand milligrams of testosterone a week. His doctor was giving him. And he was doing this, and I'm like, what? 
because I saw the, the guy did not look like he was on steroids. He did not look like he even worked out. He looked way out of shape. He had all way more body fat than he should have had. And yet he was still on a thousand milligrams of steroid and he was still very weak because I'd seen him. And I'm not, I don't want to say that as a knock on people. I'm just saying that this is a program. This is an agenda. Okay. To do this to men. 100% by design and it's working. Okay? And it's scary because what happens when these people don't have I mean even the testosterone aside, what happens when the lights go out and we do have martial law and people can't have access to their meds anymore? Their antidepressants. I heard I heard this preacher on the radio the other day saying that the two number one drugs on college campuses overall by by and large are birth control and antidepressants birth control and antidepressants well and he made a great point he said fornication will bring that on sex outside of marriage is not something you should be doing it's not the way god intended it to be so therefore you think you're going to get fulfilled from sex outside of marriage and it doesn't fulfill you. It does the exact opposite. It depresses you, especially if you would call yourself a Christian. So then you got to take the antidepressants to counter, counteract that. But then you can have all the free sex you want from the birth control. Isn't that ironic? What happens when people don't have access to all their meds anymore? People, I mean, my daughter alone has, has guys she's, she's known and girls, and they're all on meds. Some of them are on multiple meds. Like three, four, five? Are you kidding me? I'm 47. I'm not, I haven't even seen an MD in like 25 years. I'm my own doctor. I know this stuff that I do works. I, I'm, I'm not saying that it works the same on every single person. But as far as the clinical nutrition goes, it's just like a car. You put the right things in your car it's going to run right. Okay, you do the right things to your car, it's going to run right. You detox, you put the right stuff in your body, it's going to run right generally. Now granted, you can get to the point of no return. Granted, you can have genetic predispositions toward things. But I'm telling you, like all of the halogens they've put in into the environment, the chlorine, the fluoride, the bromine in the bread, the chlorine in the water, the fluoride in the toothpaste, okay? Um and all the other ways that you can you can get fluoride, you can get it on the pesticides. It's one of the main things that the it's the main ingredient, Prozac, fluoride. <laughs> all of that kicks iodine out of the thyroid. Iodine is one of the main things you have to have in order to have a, a healthy metabolism and to feel just generally well. All of it's been done by design. All the stuff they've done to to just annihilate the endocrine systems of women and men I, I talked about men feminizing the men it's equally messed up the women all of these estrogen mimicking what they call xenoestrogens which are cancer causing they have this unbelievably adverse re relationship of, of estrogen to progesterone generally speaking they're very low in progesterone and very very high in elevated xenoestrogens which sets them up for cancer and it messes up their endocrine systems and women's endocrine systems are, are very, very sensitive. 
You have to have a clean liver for that too. You have to have a clean liver to process the hormones. So there's all of these things. It's just not like cookie cutter anymore. You just can't put somebody on one supplement and expect everything to be fine. Generally, it's a cascading thing. I tell people, get on a good multivitamin, a good whole food multivitamin, and in, in a good detoxification protocol as a bare minimum. Clean the liver out, clean the colon out, clean the whole, do a whole body detox. That's what I do now with a good multivitamin. Do that bare minimum. And then at that point, once you've done that, after that first month, and that's really bare minimum, then you can look at other things. Okay, establish your base and try and try to obviously then move away from, from all of these ways that you're poisoning yourself. Uh, I've done tons of studies on this. I, I can't really go down that rabbit trail. But getting back to James, he went to this, this uh, I don't know, psychology. He had to get CEUs. He went down to Puerto Rico to get them. Took his wife. They went down there. And it's true to form. It's everywhere James goes, he gets in confrontations. And he doesn't even start it. He really does it, but it's 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 funny because my dad was the same way. Literally, when you're when you have that type of predisposition, and maybe it's generational, a generational curse too, you will just get in confrontations everywhere you go. And the stories are so funny to hear when they're all said and done. I'm sure at the time though he's not really appreciating much of this, but here's the point I was trying to make. He had three or four. One of them was a guy. I think he had three women and one guy. These are the, some of the most messed up people that you can imagine. And guess who they are? College professors. And I'm talking about like deans of their department, department heads, professors at a lot of these different illustrious colleges we have across the nation. You know what they kept saying to him over and over and over again, basically? He, had, he got it. Three different times by three different women and one time by one guy. The stories were so off the wall. It was like, I couldn't even believe what he was telling me. And these are people in his own profession. And he can't stand them. He can't stand these, these ultra-liberal, you know, they kept telling him to check his white male privilege. Every time he would say, he would say things totally non-related, totally non-racist. Like he would be being nice to somebody. And they would say, check your white male privilege. It's getting to the point now where you cannot be nice to people because they're going to get offended. You're going to offend a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. You're going to offend a Muslim. You're going to offend this person. And where they're getting the core of their brainwashing is in the public school system and in the colleges. The colleges are going out of their way now to make sure that you are brainwashed. You are, you, they want to turn everybody into these crybaby social justice warriors that go around and are offended constantly by anybody that says anything to them that is out of bounds with that anything and and this is is the state that we're going into now i wasn't even going to get in this today i'm going to go over this and this is i'm, I'm going off topic here okay but i i feel like i need to mention this this is just one example of what is going on in the colleges now and how they're trying to put us into these boxes into these little boxes you get in there little maggot man it's mostly this so much of this and i you could say well you're biased is directed at white male men 
which really I'm coming to the conclusion that we are the source of all evil on the universe. In fact, I'm probably the, the center for that evil. I spawn it. I'm like a son. They all derive their white male privilege and their evil from me. Okay? Because I am so against this. This is so evil. And this is what our colleges and our public school systems are turning into now. And it's all by design. Every bit of this. University of North Carolina Christmas vacation is a microaggression now. Now, if you've, you've listened to my studies in times past, you know how I feel about Christmas. Okay, it's pagan holiday. It's, it's Saturnalia. It's the birthday to the sun god Tammuz. Just keying that, you know, has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. Okay, key, key it into the keyword search box at canadianfortruth.com. And again, I'm going way off topic here. I just, I kind of got off topic. I'm going to stay for a little while. And I'm going to go back to what we were talking about. This does relate though. Because what they're trying to do is get us to keep all of our mouths collectively shut. So that we won't say anything. And we will let this New World Order steam steamroller that's really trying to install a Muslim caliphate into this country roll over us and do nothing about it on the way. That's what they want. They want you to shut your mouth. The taxpayer-funded guide also identifies golf outings and the words boyfriend and girlfriend as microaggressions. And, and I was, I was uh, talking to this uh, to, to my daughter, and she says, I don't even know what that term really means. I said, oh, let's look it up. Microaggressions is the term coined by psychiatrist and Harvard University professor Chester m pierce in 1970 to describe insults and dismissals he regularly witnessed non-black americans inflict on african americans okay so primarily white people racial slurs toward blacks i think is what he's probably more in reference to than any other demographic i'm, I'm assuming in 1973 mit mary Rowe extended the term to include similar aggressions directed at women and those of different abilities religions and so on okay Eventually, though, the term came to encompass the casual degradation of any socially marginalized group, such as the poor and the disabled, or now lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, particularly also the transgender and the Muslims. That's why we have the whole thing about the, the transgender bathroom thing. See, if you say anything against it, you're using microaggression and you're a bigot and a racist. So you can be labeled real easily. And, and again, I don't really care at this point what kind of label that they want to put on me. I know that if I just say nothing and do nothing, it's just going to come that much quicker. Because I know they have a satanic agenda. All I can really do is try to expose it and to pray against it and pray God expose it and annihilate it. Their evil, wicked agenda. Um, so, knowing that that's the definition of microaggression... The University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill issued a guide this week which instructs students that Christmas vacations and telling a woman, I love your shoes, are microaggressions. Th this is true, okay? The tax taxpayer-funded guide, which is entitled Career Corner, Understanding Microaggressions, and there's a link to it here in the, in the report, also identifies golf outings and the words boyfriend and girlfriend as microaggressions. We're going to get specifically into that. UNC Chapel Hill Guide, published on Thursday, covers a wide range of menacing microaggressions, which are everyday words that radical leftists have decided to be angry or frustrated about. Christmas vacations are a microaggression. Uh, the public university pontificates because academic calendars and encouraged vacations, which are organized around major religious observances, 
centralize the quote Christian faith and diminish non-Christian spiritual rituals and observances. It's okay for the Muslims to shove down our throats every little devil piece about their devil black death cult, and we have to respect that. But don't you even bring up the subject of Christmas, which really is, has nothing to do with Christianity, but they don't know that. They think it does. And because it might centralize the Christian faith, which would diminish the non-spiritual rituals and observances of other other religions. The microaggression of liking shoes occurs when someone says, I love your shoes. To a woman in a leadership conference during a Q&A after a speech. So now this is a very specific example. You go up to a woman who's evidently given a speech and afterward in the Q&A you say, I love your shoes. So it's a very specific microaggression. The problem the University of North Carolina documents declares is that the shoe admirer values appearances more than intellectual contributions. Oh, I can understand. I mean, I think that literally we need to start putting these people, we need to start bringing electric chairs on, we need to revive old Sparky, the electric chair, okay? We need to start bringing them on to not only college campuses, but public schools, both high school, middle school, elementary, maybe even pre-K, and we need to start electrocuting to death the students that exemplify microaggression in any way, shape, or form so that we all stay in line, so that we won't offend anybody. I think, hey, logically, this is where they would probably want this to go at bare minimum prison or something, you know. Um, so the problem is, uh, okay, then similarly, the, the public school pronounces interrupting any woman who is speaking is also microaggression. Oh, okay. Golf outings are also a microaggression, the University of North Carolina says, because suggesting a staff retreat at a country club or even just a round of golf assumes employees have the financial resources to participate in said, said golfing outing, which is fairly expensive and an, an inaccessible sport to many. <laughs> this is total stinking insanity. And this is what the public indoctrination school systems are doing. And they're doing it on both public universities, I'm sure private to a certain extent, and also in the public school systems primarily. This is how we're, we're this is how all of this stuff is happening around us, why people aren't doing anything. Because so many people are already so brainwashed and so already locked in. They're so locked into the matrix with their phones anyway. I mean, they're just glued to their phones 24-7. They're already locked into the matrix. When it, whenever they come out with a neural implant, say, hey, you don't need a phone anymore. Well, it'll all be in your head. Well, they're going to be signed up. It's going to be virtual reality. Because they won't really care. They won't have to worry about offending anybody in this virtual reality little universe that they that they might say that they can go into. I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to turn out, but I think there's been you know postulations that it is going to try to turn out that way. Um, the words boyfriend and girlfriend as well as husband and wife are also microaggressions. The University of North Carolina admonishes because these words are words set the expectation that people do not identify as a lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender queer 
until they say otherwise or disclose their sexual orientation. Ah, so you're going to offend somebody because you're not a mind reader, okay? Um, the correct terms are now partner and spouse, the UNC Chapel Hill demands. In the same vein, bureaucratic forms only containing the options male and female are also microaggressions. The taxpayer-funded flagship school says it's also a microaggression to refer to men who dress up as women with the pronouns as he or him. Well, of course, you have to refer to the transgender man as she, you know, or maybe sweetie pie. I don't know. I, I guess you'd have to ask the transgendered, demon-possessed, devil-to-the-toenails man how he wants to be identified. There's many people now that identify as trees. Some identify as toasters. Some identify as dogs. You know, I'm serious. I'm not lying. The, the, the people are absolutely going insane. Nutbag, bonkers, crazy insane. And we have to respect all. It will never end. The transgender bathrooms is just evidence of that. Where does that end? It doesn't. It doesn't. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Where you are just, they want to just paint you into a corner where you just cannot get out no matter what you do. Um, let's go further. Uh, let's see here. Still, still more microaggressions cited in the UNC Chapel Hill include complimenting a foreign-born person's English skills. Saying, I get ADHD sometimes. And telling a person you don't judge them by the color of their skin. Those are all microaggressions, evidently. You know, in this politically correct, brave new George Orwellian 1984 satanic world we're going into, it's just going to be impossible not to offend every and see when my my friend James told me that about what he was experiencing at this seat where he's getting CEUs or stand for continuing education credits. Okay. He was getting CEUs for um psychology. He's not a psychiatrist, he doesn't give drugs. Thank God. I don't even think he would. I, I think he's pretty much against that too. And when he was telling me all of these nutbags, I mean, these are some of the most emotionally unstable. The one lady he came up to at this conference, and she was professor, one of them, she was bawling for like no reason in like the middle of the hall before they were going into class. And he went up and I think he put his hand on her shoulder. He says, are you okay? And she, she turned to him and said something like, check your white male privilege. She immediately came out of the bawling episode and said, check your white male privilege. He was just trying to be nice. So see, it's going to get to this point where if this is allowed to continue, where you're going to be trying to be nice to people, being a Christian to people, and they're going to take it as an offense. Because he's not, he's a nice guy. He really is. He's very compassionate. He just doesn't like unrighteous behavior. He doesn't do well and neither do i can you imagine how offended most of us would be if that happened to you if you're trying to be nice to somebody and be like go to somebody in need and they're crying and then they all of a sudden get in your face <laughs> i'd be like whoa what's going on with this i was trying to be christian but in the world we're moving into 
Good is going to be called evil and evil is going to be called good. That's increasingly more of the norm. More of the social norms that will be accepted is evil behavior will be, will be rewarded and good behavior will be viewed as evil. That's what we're looking at here. This is where we're going. And when you've got the heads, the professors of major colleges, and this is their stinking mindset, where they're this warped, they're probably on about 10 different meds because they're about demon-possessed to the toenails. And you get your, you, you, know, you go on these, these psychotropic meds, guess what? You get a nice big fat demon with those meds too. I really believe that, that I would have to venture to say most, if not all, mind-altering medications. Now, I'm not saying you take an aspirin for a headache. You're demon-possessed. I'm talking about mind-altering medications. Come with a demonic component. Why do you think it's so important? for modern-day medicine to get so many people addicted to these mind-altering meds. And when you've got something like Prozac with the primary ingredient being fluoride, and we know how important it is for them to get fluoride into us. They're fluoridating the water. They're fluoridating the toothpaste. They give us fluoride when we're in the public school systems in little white cups. We had to drink. At least I did, not drink, but swish them around. Now you're getting fluoride in the psychotropic meds? Don't tell me there's not a demonic component to that. Fluoride is one of the most powerful poisons you can put in your body. You know, I mean, one of the main ingredients in rat poison. The fluoride that they use in the municipal water plants have warnings on the bags that you have to wear special equipment just to even handle it. You have to be in full biohazard suits to handle it. And if you spill any on the ground, it's this like this white powder, it will literally eat right through the concrete. It was the main thing they were putting in the water supplies in the, in the, um, concentration camps like Auschwitz in Nazi modern day uh, not modern day but Nazi Germany why because they wanted to create a very very docile dumbed down it lowers your IQ it makes you very very docile that's what they want to create and if you have a water filter on your on your house most of the time it's not getting out any fluoride it's the hardest thing to remove that there is you have to have special filters to get out the fluoride so don't think if you've got a pure water filter or a brittle water filter or whatever you're getting out any fluoride you're you're getting out chlorine but there's a lot of other stuff and fluoride is the hardest it's got the smallest particulate its particulate size is almost the same size as water itself that's how small it is i've got into this before so if you have like, okay, what's the easiest way? Probably a gravity filter, water filter, like the big Berkey's, the black Berkey filters with the um, optional fluoride filters. Okay, and that gets out 90 plus percent. Now ProPure Pro is claiming they're getting out 95 plus now. I don't know. That's what they're claiming. I don't know. That's the one ProPure. I, I know Alex Jones sells them, but I know they're also, I mean, he's not the originator of the things. So those would be two I would look at. You better start getting, I mean, it's killing you. It's, it's, it's lobotomizing you. The fluoride alone. If you've been drinking it for years, you've already got brain damage. Your, your IQ is 10 to 20% lower than it would be. I'm sure I've been brain damaged by it. And I'm sure you listening to this report would agree with that. Oh, sorry. Anyway, um, 
No, seriously though, it's it's nasty stuff. It's in your toothpaste. Don't don't use regular toothpaste. You look at the back of a of a of a regular bottle of Crest or whatever toothpaste you've got if you don't have fluoride free. If it says on the back there, if you ingest more than, I don't know, a little bit of this, call poison control. Like more than you would like if you ingest more than you would use for a normal brushing, call poison control. Why would you have to have that warning on the back of a toothpaste if it was safe? An average uh, tube of toothpaste is enough to kill a child. There's enough fluoride in there to kill them. This is an agenda to annihilate us. They hate our guts. Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. The first commandment of the New World Order, their first Ten Commandments, Georgia Guidestones, is to reduce world population to 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. 500 million is about a 95% reduction of current numbers. So, I'm telling you, all of this is by design. Every bit of it. I, I, I'm sorry, I went off on a rabbit trail there again, but it, I, I, the fluoride thing is just so important. So important. And I think a lot of people think that they're if they're drinking bottled water, they're not getting any. And that's another misnomer. A lot of the bottled waters are just reprocessed tap water. You know, and even that, the bottled water has all the BPA from the plastics leaching into it, which is going to annihilate your, your hormones. Gum up your liver. It's, it's no good. You need, to, you need to take control over your own, whatever you're putting into your body. Food, water, even air. You know, filtering the air in your house. Multi-stage filtration. Oh, I mean, I've got an ozonator now. And I've got one of those um, Alexa Pure Breezes. Jones was promoting them. I didn't get it from Jones, but I got one of those as well. And I did the research. It's very, very good. I mean, it really, and it tells you the air quality. It has a little light on there that's literally telling you the air quality, which is really kind of cool, per room. So, you know, these are things that are going into our body. And why would I say air quality? Well, they're chemtrailing us all the time. I mean, even if you keep your house closed, you're still going to get, you know, air into the house. And, and this is a way that you can go after that. And that's aluminum and barium and ethylene dibromide. And aluminum, again, is another thing that goes right to the brain. Causes all kind of disturbances in the brain, causes cancer. I mean, it's, it's horrible. These devils are, are really, really good at what they do. And they're going to burn in the lake of fire. And I'm here to remind them of that. They are, they are going to burn white hot in the lake of fire for all the wickedness they have done. But until that time comes, I'm trying to help as many people as possible break out of this garbage that they're increasingly putting us into and to fight back in prayer and in educating others and in being proactive and then helping others. Because the Bible says, let them that is greatest among you, let them be your servants. So if we're attempting to be servants to other people, and then one person gets a hold of that, and then they want to be a servant to other people, then you've got a lot of people helping a lot of other people. And that can spread in a really, really good way. So 
go, just kind of winding this up, <coughs> excuse me, on the Chapel Hill, the two lady authors of the UNC Chapel Hill Microaggression Guide are Shabiria Day and an assistant director of multicultural affairs, Christina Price. And again, these are people that should be prayed for by name, prayed against their wickedness, that they be exposed, that if it be possible, their souls be saved. The Christina Price is a dorm life coordinator. In order to counter the multitude of microaggressions listed in their document, Day and Prince advise students to respond, in other words, if somebody does something to offend you, to respond by interrupting and aggressively asking, what did you mean by that? You bring up a golf outing? What did you mean by that? Are you assuming that everybody has the financial means to go to a golf outing? You have really nice shoes. What did you mean by that? Are you, are you saying that my shoes outdo are, are, are more important than my intellect? It, it, never, it will never end. And this is when I read that, when it said interrupting and aggressively asking, this is exactly what was done to James, my friend, the psychologist. Okay? This is exactly what was done to him by these demon-possessed witches. And there was one guy that came after him too. Pretty sure most of them were all, yeah, they were really messed up. Uh probably gay, lesbian, I don't know, as well. I'm just telling you, this is the, these are the people that are teaching the children and the, and, the, and the teenagers and the college students of America increasingly. They're putting in, they're installing people like this into the public school systems to create a literal legion of brainwashed social justice crybaby warriors that are it, it, where this world will just be impossible to live in without offending people constantly. Because all of these people, when when they, when they say aggressively asking, "What did you mean by that?" That's what was done to James four times by four different people. And these were his colleagues <laughs> at a CEU convention. This is how warped and evil the professors are. They're the worst ones. And they're the ones teaching and spreading this cancer in the high schools, in the colleges, in the elementary schools. Several public colleges and universities have published similar guides to microaggressions in recent years. There's a link here. Public University's bias-free language guide calls the word American problematic. Oh, don't you dare wave an American flag or don't you dare identify yourself as American. Either, of course. Because that means you're obviously putting down anyone who's not American. UNC Chapel Hill is home to a cultural competency workshop which instructs that white people are privileged because they can buy band-aids in flesh color and have them more or less match their vaguely beige-hued skin. I'm not lying about this. In other words, the band-aids are microaggression against the black races, in particular, 
or anybody that would be more brown because they're prejudicial. What about black band-aids that would blend into a black person's skin or brown band-aids that would blend into a brown person? This is what they're saying here. The band-aids are white privilege because they're in flesh color. I, I reported on this before. At least some students have apparently been required to participate in the workshop. And here's the, the story relating to that. University of North Carolina Diversity Workshop brands beige band-aids as white privilege. Now, they're not anything special. North Carolina, as far as, far as what's going on, this is going on in campuses all over the nation. The University of North Carolina is most famous, okay, and then this gets into the whole thing about them, the academic fraud with the uh, sports programs which of course virtually all the universities do that as well where they where they they give uh, uh the shocking con allowed dozens of athletes to deliberately enroll in fake classes for which they were awarded passing grades to keep them eligible for unc sports teams i mean it gets way worse than that though look at baylor what's going on what's went on there all those all those guys that raped girls on campus and were they the well the campus and the sports programs look the other way Till it finally got so bad at the point where now they've got to, you know, finally do something about it. That goes on, you know, all the time. So I'm going to include, this will be at the end of the study, the this part about this, uh, what we just went over. Now I'm going to go back to what we started on here when I was going over all of the uh, of the headlines that we were looking at. And uh, let's try to pick up where we can, where I left off here. So we had left off where um, Obama immigration plan blocked by a four to four tie at Supreme Court. Okay. The justice's one sentence opinion on Thursday effectively kills the plan for the rest of Obama's presidency. But then the next report we read is Obama to ignore Supreme Court. He says, I'm still not deporting illegals because he's a law unto himself. The Bible uses that term. It actually uses it in a positive way. But Obama is doing it in, in an illegal way. He, he is... Um, he's creating mischief by a law. Is where the Bible talks about this. Okay, They frame mischief by a law. They're framing... Like you frame the Constitution. The framers of the Constitution. Obama's framing mischief. He's framing evil. He's framing sin by laws that are unlawful okay that's we're in a an incredibly unlawful evil administration okay and when when all the 501c3 churches cite the, the the verses in romans about obeying the government and all this stuff and that's our duty as christians that's the same verses that hitler cited that he had the priests and the, and the pastors preach to their congregations so that they would go along with whatever Nazi Germany said they needed to go along with. Where do you draw the line? Well, it's real easy. You draw the line where it separates from the Bible. If it's a truly righteous government doing good and bearing a righteous sword, okay, because that, that term is kind of used in there in Romans, well then, okay, that's fine. But if, if, the, if the government turns into this wicked, evil, unrighteous, and I'm not saying all aspects of our government are wicked, evil, and unrighteous at this point. I'm not saying everybody in it. I'm saying it's definitely moving in that direction. 
especially from the top down. You know, and if, if, if the head is sick, the whole body's going to be sick. And this is what we're seeing here. This is what we're moving, we're moving into. Um, so he says, I'm still not deporting illegals. Obama usurps power from the Supreme Court. So now, again, here's another thing. If Hillary gets in or if Obama stays in, he will appoint anywhere from three to four liberal Supreme Court justices. We will have absolutely liberal Supreme Court decisions every single time, which will just absolutely take whatever vestige of morality this country ever possessed and flush it down the toilet. It will be gone. We will have, it'll be like Sodom and Gomorrah. I'm telling you it will be. Trump has vowed if he got in, he would appoint conservative justices. He's even went so far as to name them. Now, he may get in there and he may be Satan incarnate. And he may not do anything. But I'm telling you, at least it's what he said. Okay? So, all I'm telling you is 100% for sure we know if Clinton gets in or Obama stays in, we're getting anywhere from two to four more. And all it's going to do is, is all we need is one more to break the tie. And then that's basically all we're going to really need is one more liberal justice. If they all vote the same way to totally annihilate any moral uh, court decisions. They, they, will all, they will all go the way of the Satanic Bible. <laughs> I'm not saying that, that all of the people in the Supreme Court are, are, that are conservatives are, are like born-again Christians in this type of thing. I'm not saying that. But we know the way it's going to go if Clinton or Obama... Obama stays in office and Clinton gets in. Next report. Feds move forward with hotel for illegals. So now they're setting up a um, a um, thing there where it's more like a hotel experience. When they bring the illegal aliens in, it's more like a hotel. It's You get the whole full hotel. I mean, they should be rewarded for being here illegally and, and bringing their diseases and, and all of the uh, pagan stuff that they do because a lot of them bring, if they're from Mexico and Central America, the Santa Marti death call where they're literally worshiping the angel of death and all the paganism that goes along with that. And that's one of the biggest um, religions that the drug cartels bring in too because that's who they pray to in order to get more power, more money, and to commit more murders. And I've got into this, just can't Santa Moarty or Santa. I've, I've done tons of studies on this. Why it's so wicked and evil down there um, in Mexico and in Central America because this is one of the primary deities they literally worship and they, they, they amalgamated in with Catholicism. Because it's very, very compatible. Because you've got all the idolatry already pre-set up with Catholicism. Bowing down to idols and worshiping them. Which the Bible says to never, ever do. Oh, they remove that commandment from their Ten Commandments. Did you know that? The Catholics do. They remove that Ten Commandment and split, I think it's the Ninth Commandment in two. That's how they get around that little pesky one about not bowing down to idols. Did you know that? It's, I'm not making it up. Look it up. I've done studies on it. <laughs> total insanity so then we've got 18.7 million invaders now these um invaders are exempt from the oath of allegiance and pledge to defend america when they take their oath of allegiance and pledge to defend they don't have to say that part um when they make them all legal like i guess and then we've got border residents the illegals tried to steal my truck they have nothing to fear sure they don't have anything to fear there's no repercussions come one come all our government basically advertised in Central America to come up here. And that's why all the, the, 
a lot of the supposed children showed up because the parents wanted to bring them up here because then they knew they could come up and then oh it's just it's it's total insanity it's what we're dealing with though every day now um let's see here man this is taking me a lot longer than i thought to get through i'm only on page two um okay i'm gonna try to get this last video in here it's called non-assimilating refugees flooding amarillo texas it's just more proof of what we're talking about here small u.s cities with access to affordable housing and manufacturing jobs are quietly receiving the bulk of obama's invading islamic jihad now he's showing the department of state bureau of population refugees and migration office of admissions refugee processing center affiliate directory now i've went over this two separate times in two different teachings which ones i, I couldn't tell you um but you can do keyword searches on my website. But again, he's showing these wonderful 501c3 devil institutions like Catholic Social Services in Anchorage, Alaska, in um, Catholic Social Services in Mobile, Alabama, and Catholic Charity Immigration Services in Springdale, Arkansas, so on and so on. I, there's just tons of them that are literally taking these devils in basically kind of under the cover of darkness i mean there's no fanfare here and they're making sure that they get into their little muslim enclaves and they're facilitating the whole process and they're doing it under the guise of we're a christian charity and we're being christ-like when they're being paid by our own devil government in order to do this because they're all one big happy satanic family the 501c3 um religions of america are pretty much all on the same team as the new world order at this point as i've said for years it's going to become increasingly more that way for me stretching unsuspecting local city budgets to the breaking point bold statement yesterday on the alex jones show retired dhs officer See, it's, it, it's designed to destroy the local infrastructure and the local governments and the local local areas because of this this influx of of muslims primarily this isn't even really regarding a lot of the um well this is regarding the illegal aliens but a lot of these are the muslims they really want to get the radical muslims in because they know that they're going to be able to do the most satanic damage to our country especially when they're given the green light okay so that's really why they're doing it again the destruction of of society whistleblower philip haney explained why radical islamic terrorists are falling through the cracks despite unprecedented government data gathering when you encounter people coming back from flights from overseas or when you're preparing to depart to go outbound we call it to go overseas we have the authority within the border a greater amount of authority than the cia and the fbi combined to gather this kind of basic intelligence information and over the years, we have been handcuffed more and more to the point where we're barely capable of gathering the kind of information that we could then share, let's say, with the FBI. Some targeted American cities are already being pushed over the edge. For example, Amarillo, Texas, known as the Yellow Rose of Texas, one of the largest meatpacking cities in the United States, home to the V-22 Osprey Hybrid Aircraft Assembly Plant, food giant Cargill, and also home to Pantex, the only nuclear weapons assembly and disassembly plant in the United States, has taken in well over a thousand Middle Eastern refugees already, the highest in the nation.
But when you add refugees sent to Amarillo from countries outside the Middle East, the numbers skyrocket. WorldNet Daily reports Amarillo has received 5,251 foreign refugees since January of 2002, according to the Federal Refugee Database. That's more than half of the nearly 8,000 refugees sent to Texas during the same period. President Obama has increased that number of foreign refugees bound for American soil in fiscal 2016 to 85,000. That's a 20% increase over the previous year, and 10,000 will be coming from the jihadist hotbed of Syria. Many of the community organizers have received... Again, this is all about establishing an Islamic caliphate in this country. Total domination of Islam and the eradication of Christianity in America. That's what really this is, this is about. I don't know if I've ever come out so boldly and said that before. But it's becoming increasingly clearer and clearer. And these numbers are totally underblown that we're actually being told, okay? And, and even Jones had gotten into the thing about his, his the high school that he graduated got like, I don't know how many of these these uh, Islamic refugees and then every single high school in the area. And then when you start to add up all of the, the numbers, it doesn't compute because it's it's totally underblown regarding what the government's telling us they're coming in and what's actually coming in. Training or consultation from David Lubell's Welcoming America organization, which was started with seed money from billionaire George Soros. Breitbart reported in January of 2016, Amarillo Mayor Paul Harpole said, We've been a giving community, and it's a huge disservice to bring in refugees in numbers that we're not able to handle. We create small ghettos. The Amarillo, Texas mayor continues, A group of Somalis came in to say that they had elected a mayor of their community. Then another faction claimed they had their own leader. We come to find out that rival tribes, slaves, and masters were being settled together. And this is what they want. They want their own literal Islamic tribes with their own masters, slaves, and political infrastructure set in place that are basically like their own little Muslim political enclaves. It's, it's like the no-go zones. They want to have their own, they want to establish these no-go zones like it is in Dearborn, Michigan and other places in America now where you cannot set foot as an infidel um, and without a sure, uh, specific invite, where they will have their own government set up and then they want to spread those like cancer throughout all of America. Amarillo 9-11 calls are now being fielded in 42 different languages. Harpole told Watchdog.org that Washington pays schools... 42 different languages because of all these, primarily I'm sure Middle Eastern... Uh, Muslims that they're bringing in here and to, to absolutely destroy our country. Only $100 per refugee student per year. He continues, We have 660 refugee kids who don't speak English and the U.S. Department of Education says they have to be at grade level within one year. It's a ludicrous requirement. They don't even know how to use the bathroom. Because they're being taught up to be savages. Okay. One of the things you'll see about the Muslim invading hordes coming in into Europe and stuff is the savagery. They don't know how to use bathrooms. They're incredibly unclean. They'll use their own hand to wipe their behind when they go to the bathroom. I mean, we're talking just savage. And, and then it's no wonder that they're raping, pillaging, stealing, killing, and, and have no thankfulness 
just are just unthankful, ungrateful devils. And this is what we're bringing in in mass. And while Governor Abbott and the Texas Health and Human Services Commission continue to push lawsuits against resettlement organizations and the federal government for not presenting regular consent as required by federal law, crime levels in Amarillo are reaching levels on par with much larger cities. Amarillo also has the highest rate of reported rape in Texas. Highest rate of reported rape. Okay, so again, wherever you bring these devils in, in mass, you're going to see a disproportionate increase in crime, in evil, and in all of these statistics that go along with this wicked, the wicked behavior that they bring with them. The rape epidemic in this world is becoming pandemic. It's not confined to one location. But we can't say anything about that as, as, as Americans, okay, because that's, you know, that's prejudicial to their wonderful religion of peace. Even the Muslim convert CIA director John Brennan has declared that terrorists are using the refugee system to infest the United States. Meanwhile, Amarillo immigrant Mohammed Maghadam, who came to Amarillo eight years ago, recently held his manager and another person hostage at gunpoint because he was passed over for a promotion for his job at Walmart. A SWAT team responded and proceeded to fatally shoot was it workplace violence or a seed from a growing problem in Amarillo? Again, Amarillo refugees are creating separate ghettos with their own leaders, with their own ways of collectively non-assimilating. Refugees immediately qualify for full welfare benefits, green card status within a year, and receive full citizenship, including voting rights, within five years. I mean, what American even has those benefits given i mean these people are here essentially illegally if you really break this down and they're being rewarded in every possible way shape and form for this wickedness it's just unbelievable it's as clear as the nose on your face an invasion of our taxpayer dollars our schools our city budgets and our voting booths is fully underway driven by big business for cheaper labor and the misleading obama administration wielding a divide and conquer agenda that is becoming clearer every day funded by yep you guessed it the american people the future of the meaning of even being a citizen of the united states is <coughs> on the chopping block john bound for infowars.com okay so we we have that report and again that just confirms basically everything i was just saying uh, it's just absolute, total, unbelievable evil. And let me just go ahead and say this, and then we're going to switch gears in the next in the next section before I end it here. And this is entitled, What It Really Means When You Hear I'm a Moderate Muslim. Okay? That means, while my Muslim, and this is a moderate Muslim speaking, okay? Um, that, that means, while my Muslim brothers are setting up training camps all over your country and putting bombs on your planes, trains, buses, and buildings, because all that's coming, okay, and raping your women and children and cutting the throats of your sons and bashing in the heads of Christians, Jews, Buddhists, Hindus, Hindus and homos, I'll be smiling while on TV or serving you coffee at 7-Eleven or pumping your gas and telling you that Islam is a peaceful religion. Remember what I said, I don't buy this, about these moderate Muslims that are saying, oh, you just have it all wrong. We're really a religion of people. We're really good people. You know what? Then you're going to be beheaded as well as the other infidels because 
you need to toe the line. You need to go by what the Quran says. And the Quran says that you must behead and slay and kill the infidel and wage holy jihad on the infidel. And you must establish an Islamic caliphate in the world because world domination is the goal of Islam. Now either you're a liar and you're just a Trojan horse, you're just a fifth column, you're just here to act as window dressing and to put on a nice little smiley face while the Muslim hordes invade and to give them cover or you're a lukewarm muslim that is not fundamental to your faith and you will be beheaded or you better get on board pretty quick that's what i say about these supposed moderate muslims then it goes on to say while buildings mosques in every state and town in your country and protesting when you insult my subversive political ideology posing as a religion and bribing your government government officials like bill and hillary clinton and chuck schumer to take away your god-given constitutionally protected right to free speech and to bear arms against our continuing 1400 year old bloody jihad against you non-islamic pigs that's what a moderate Muslim could say would say to you if they were being honest. There was a thing the other day where they had all these people that says, okay, raise your hands if you're moderate Muslims. And they all raised their hand. Okay, they're moderate Muslims that was like in front of an imam. It says, raise your hand if you think it's, it's perfectly fine to kill all the gays regarding um, you, the Islamic whatever, Quran. And they all raised their hands. I mean, that's what they believe. You have to understand the people over here that even call themselves moderate Muslims all want Sharia law. And Sharia law would basically be like a Muslim Islamic caliphate in this world. And it would be the full, full blown, what does the Quran say? What does the other unholy writings say? And, and that entails the whole full shebang of, of total domination, raping our, 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 our women, our, our daughters. And, and, you know, that's what they believe. Not taking in Islamic refugees and closing our borders isn't mean or heartless. I lock the doors on my, to my house every night, not because I hate the people outside my house, but because I love the people inside my house. While your children are learning to tolerate Muslim children, Muslim children are learning to kill your children. Okay, so I thought that that was rather uh, apropos regarding this whole thing. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and end part two here, and we will go to part three next.